Welcome in to episode 174 of the Sources Say Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR Podcast Network. The Sources Say Podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Justice Dental. Visit one of their two Lexington locations by scheduling an appointment online or by calling 859-543-0700. Exciting news to announce today for our listeners, they are offering 20% off any whitening treatment to all Sources Say podcast listeners. Go to justicedental.com slash Sources Say to book your appointment today, or you can click the link in our show notes. I am your host, as always, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. Very happy to be joined once again by Sean Smith of Go Big Blue Country. Sean, how the heck are you? I'm fantastic, Jack. How are you? Well, I am doing just fine. As we s- promised on this show, we're going to provide uh, kind of daily updates or what, you know, whenever news drops, we're going to drop another episode of this show. And uh, uh, as as fate would have it, uh, just, uh, you know, less than 24 hours after recording our last one, we get our next big update for the upcoming 2022-2023 roster as Dante Allen officially puts his name in the transfer portal. Sean, this is a uh, an announcement that we have talked about being a very strong possibility for a while. We talked about it in depth on the show yesterday, and it finally becomes official. The in-state, uh, f- former high school in-state standout is now uh, looking for his other options and exploring the transfer portal. So, Sean, let's jump right into it. Uh, early takeaways. What do you think of the uh, big news that Dante is exploring his options? Not surprised at all. I I think we all kind of saw this coming maybe as early as December, honestly, when you look back on everything and how Dante got an opportunity there in a non-conference schedule, wasn't able to take advantage of it, and the next thing you know, his minutes completely disappeared. I guess it come down to was NIL going to be the the thing that kind of kept him at Kentucky because I thought that that was the only reason he would stay, but ultimately he's deciding to – explore his options and see if he can find a path to playing time elsewhere. I'm I'm happy for the kid because I want Dante to have success. I want Dante to get minutes. I, I think that he could be a solid basketball player elsewhere, and I'm, I'm hoping that he finds the perfect fit for him. You know, this is a kid that, uh, you know, we've been rooting for privately, behind the scenes, publicly. Uh, it's no shock that we have been, uh, you know, Dante Allen supporters. This is a kid that, of course, he's an, an in-state kid, Pendleton County superstar. Uh, I mean, just his numbers in high school uh, put up 3,255 points, 11th all-time in state history. He was on pace to break King Kelly Coleman's record before uh, tearing his ACL earlier in his his senior year, putting up 40 points a game like it was his job. Uh, I mean, he was a guy that there was a lot of excitement about coming out of high school, and uh, you know he deals with his injury, slowly comes back, and then as a redshirt freshman, uh, it's a difficult year for everybody. It's one that you know that I, I think that it wasn't that Dante was going to come in and change the trajectory of the program, but it was one of those things that the team was already struggling so bad as is. They were on on pace to not make the tournament. They ended up clearly not even getting close to making the tournament. But uh, they're on, you know as things were progressing throughout the season, it kind of became clear that this team was going to need a spark and. 
Uh, the guys in the normal rotation, it just wasn't cutting in. There was a lot of, uh, of uh, uh, backlash from the fan base saying, why in the world are you not at least trying the guy uh, that you, who you brought in to be a sharpshooter, uh, uh, you know, kind of instant scoring spark off the bench? Why in the world are you not giving him a shot? He comes in, Sean, and we were down there in Starkville. One of the most, the only magical game of the season, really, last year. Uh, that that twenty three point outing where he goes seven hits seven three pointers and just explodes. Kentucky wins in overtime in Starkville. Just a, a, the really the only memorable game of the season that favored the Cats. So uh, you know he'll always have that. But it was it's it's always been an uphill climb for him, like you said. Uh, going into this year, he he got a couple chances during the non-conference schedule. It kind of felt like Cal was kind of ramping things up for him and wanting to incorporate him into the rotation and see how he fit. And then uh, the shots just weren't falling. And when the shots weren't falling, Cal just kind of took him completely out of the rotation. Uh, we have seen him sparingly ever since then. I mean, really got little to no playing time throughout the SEC slate. And, and Sean, it is what it is. He's now... Entering the portal, it's been a, a an up and down career for a, a player that I think a lot of Kentucky friends were quite excited about. Yeah, he just wasn't able to take advantage of that opportunity in December, and I, I think that was the most disappointing thing. And I look there to me, there was a ton of pressure on Dante, and and I don't want to say that it was created by the fans because last year was so bad that we on we on this same show recorded in Starkville and said it's not fair that you've lost six games in a row, seven games in a row, however many it was, and Dante hasn't had an opportunity. He's the one guy that hasn't had an opportunity. So we went to bat for him in that situation. He goes out, he performs, never really was able to build on it consistently. He had the performance in the SEC tournament that made you think, okay, this next season he's going to take that and build on it and carve out a role. But then he – I don't know if he just kind of felt the pressure of it all or his shot wasn't falling – Essentially, on the year, Jack, he had his opportunities to earn minutes in December, and that's where I give Cal credit that he gave him that opportunity. Even against Mississippi State in the conference schedule, Dante just wasn't able to take advantage of it. Seven of 37 on the year from three, a little over 18, right at 19%. For comparison's sake, Sabri Wheeler shot 30% from three, 16 of 52. So Dante wasn't able to do the one thing that was going to get him minutes which then overshadowed how poorly he was on the defensive end and all those other issues that John Calipari thought he had. It just wasn't a recipe for success for him at Kentucky. And this is the best move for him, I think. Yeah, and I guess now is a better time, is the best time. I guess the only time, really, because I I don't know how often we're going to, you know, maybe when he makes his final decision on where, we'll talk a little bit more. But, you know, I don't see him coming up regularly on the show unless he goes to wherever his next stop is and, averages 45 points a game and becomes a superstar and we go hmm uh you think that there's gonna be backlash on Cal's end that that they let this kid go kind of a Johnny Juzang situation or whatever but uh, I, I guess now is is as good t- good a, a time as ever to kind of talk about kind of what happened behind the scenes how we got to this point um Sean I'm gonna be totally honest I uh I, I'm gonna just kind of put it out there I don't think Cal ever really I don't want to say liked him but I think Cal kind of had a – he judged him early about what his career path was going to be at Kentucky and who he was as a basketball player and got stuck in his ways. And I don't think Dante really could have done much of anything to kind of change that. In his in in Cal's mind, Dante was always going to be a three-point shooter, 
who can't play defense and makes too many mistakes on the floor. I, I just think Cal always saw him as, yeah, he could be a potential spark plug off the bench as a scorer, but uh, he's not going to give you any any plus minutes on the floor as a defender. Uh, and I don't think anything was going to change Cal's mind, even if he went out. And, you know, I think he played pretty well th- even this year against Mississippi State. Um, he, he got that that opportunity and didn't hit any threes, but I think he had a pretty solid w- uh, all-around game. Uh, but it, I don't think even that, which I think that was some of the best film of him uh, of the year. And there were a couple games that I think he went out there and I think he defended fairly well and kept miscues to a minimum. Uh, but I, I don't think there was anything that was going to change Cal's mind. And th- that's even a conversation uh, you know, that I've had privately with people close to Dante is, you know, I, it just felt like there was something not personal there, but that it was just, it was a hurdle that I don't think Dante was ever going to overcome. I, I, we talked about it on uh, yesterday's show that it was kind of the same thing that Derek Willis went through that uh, he, he just didn't play Derek because he thought he was a negative defender. He even still Cal talks about Derek as the, as that red player on the floor that every time, uh, he he gets in a one-on-one situation. Cal screams, "Red, red, red!" And, and it's basically uh, everybody. Ne- it's all all hands on deck. Everybody needs to go attack the 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 ball handler because Derek Willis was going to get chewed up in Cal's mind. It was the same exact situation with Dante. Cal just never had confidence in Dante as a defender, and and thought he was never going to improve. And uh, unless he was going to force him the way Derek Willis did, as a I'm six nine. Uh, a knockdown shooter from three. I am the perfect stretch four on this roster. I'm gonna give you. I, I'm gonna give you zero reasons not to play me. Type situation. I just don't think there was ever gonna be an opportunity for Dante to play on this team, and I think it just was what it was. I think the uh, relationship ran its course. I think there was clear frustration on Dante's side, on Dante's camp side. They were pretty outspoken about it and just didn't think they had the opportunities that uh, that everybody else got. And I, I don't think Cal was ever going to be willing to give him those opportunities. And it's a crappy situation, and you wish uh, that things worked out better. You yeah. wish that he got a little bit more playing time to show that. Maybe he, in those minutes that he got earlier in, in you know December, late November, December, that he did show something. And and uh, it's kind of one of those both both sides are at fault. You know, Dante didn't capitalize, and and Cal didn't continue, you know, kept that leash short and it just kind of is what it is. It's a, it's a frustrating situation, but I think this, this uh, resolution is best for everybody. I believe it is. And prior to Frederick's injury, I'm just going to just throw this out there. I don't even know if Dante would have gotten the opportunities that he got in the non-conference schedule. If CJ had been healthy, I think CJ was going to get those minutes and those opportunities. So when CJ got hurt, it presented Dante, and we talked about that on this show, that this is Dante Allen's opportunity to maybe earn and carve out a role. And he always he was always going to have an uphill climb, Jack, because John Calipari, I don't, we know John Calipari doesn't believe that you can outshoot poor defense. And that was the one thing that Dante was going to be able to do was hit threes and then just be a capable defender on the other end and, and maybe a rebounder. We saw that at times that he could rebound the basketball when he wanted to, but just wasn't set up to have success from day one. Uh, and I know last year, that game that you and I covered in Atlanta against Georgia Tech, that I thought that was the moment where John Calipari really made his mind up about Dante. When he went in and turned the ball over a few times, he disappeared for a few games, and then he had to play him at Mississippi State because Kentucky was playing so poorly. He had the big game. You thought that was going to lead to more opportunities, but he just wasn't able to string anything together. And I think this is a good move. For, for both, I think, you know, the fans are obviously upset, too, on a 
certain point because it's a former Mr. Basketball winner, an in-state kid that they wanted to root for so, so bad. But when you look at it, I just think it's a good mental move too for Dante. It's get this off of him, go find an opportunity to play, whether that be at a high major or a mid-major. I don't know where it will be, uh, but Dante Allen will have an opportunity to get a, to hit refresh and, and get a new start, and then uh, hopefully everybody will be pulling for him. I know I will be. Well, and, and you, you bring that up, and it's a great point. What was it about that Mississippi State game that let him kind of play free and play – uh, you know, kind of mindless basketball. It was Cal got ejected. I mean, it was when Bruiser Flint <laughs> took over as as the coach, and, and they were bad. And, they and, were. Yeah, the, the, the team was awful. The situation was awful. He was able to play free, of of course. But it, it's I don't think it's coincidence that the most confident Dante has ever looked as as a Kentucky basketball player came the the day that John Calipari got ejected. I just don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think it'll ever be a coincidence. Uh, I just think that uh, it just kind of is what it is. You heard rumblings uh, behind the scenes last year talking to people at you know at the the tail end after the dust settled, kind of. Uh, several months after the season ended, uh, talking to people about just kind of the, the situation as a whole. And and Devin Askew was another one of those guys, too, that it was just one of those things that is as poor as he as Yes, he, he didn't look good on the floor and he had his his, you know, issue after issue after issue. But I heard that Cal was extremely hard on him in practice and kind of got him in his head. And you could kind of see some spurts early on that Devin Askey wasn't a bad basketball player, and, and he did uh, look pretty okay at times. Clear, I mean, clearly he wasn't ready. I, ideally, you bring in a, a star, a Cade Cunningham or somebody like that to start, uh, and then Devin Askey, that was the, the goal the entire time. They just didn't land Cade, but... Um, you know, he was a guy that that I, I think probably could have been a little bit better. But I have heard that uh, from people behind the scenes that that Cal was a little bit harder on Devin Askew than uh, some of the other players and didn't let him play through the same mistakes that some of the other guys, especially in practice, just kind of harped on him over and over and over again. And I kind of got in his head and, I, and I've kind of heard similar things about Dante, that Dante, you know, would try his best and kind of do things that he thought was was OK and. Uh, Cal would just go off on him whenever he'd make the smallest mistake when other guys would would make even worse mistakes and Cal wouldn't say anything because they were higher rated or whatever that that narrative was just there and and uh, it's something that I, I just I just don't know if that was a relationship that was ever going to be repaired and I, I do appreciate uh, that this was a, a a clean breakup. There wasn't any you know garbage that leaked. It wasn't a, a you know I hate you Cal. I hate you Dante. Uh, you know, I'm going to go prove you wrong type deal. I mean, this is a, a, a solid breakup. It's one that neither side is uh, there. There's no animosity either direction, but it was just, it was just time. I, I think Dante kind of sensed that, uh, that he, he wasn't going to get an opportunity. And then Cal kind of realized that his time was just not going to come. And I think it was, it was a breakup that needed to be, uh, it needed to be made when it was made. And and I don't fault him at all. And, and I, I said on the show literally yesterday, if you guys went back and, and if you guys listened to that show, kind of breaking down Damian Collins returning, kind of some of the next steps, I said that Dante was very likely to be the next player to make a decision. I said that he was going to have a sit down meeting with Cal either yesterday or today to finalize his decision plans. And I was told that even considering those things, I know his mind was, was fairly made up, but he was even slightly open to the possibility of coming back. And, and if Cal had kind of said, I, I screwed up, I want, I want to make this work. I want you here. But 
clearly there wasn't a uh, a whole lot of I need you back, Dante. Let's fix this. Let's make this work. I, I think this was a decision that both sides, when when it was addressed and brought forth to Cal, it was like a well. I wish you the best. I hope you uh, find what you're looking for, and I'll talk to you if you ever need me. I think it was one of those conversations, and maybe that's that's what Dante needed. He needs a fresh start. He needs to go somewhere where he can play free, can play with confidence, and kind of be that sharpshooter off the bench that he has shown that he can be. And and I think there's going to uh, I think there's going to be an opportunity that for for him to do that. And I think that there's going to be a, a bunch of interest for him when he officially hits that portal. Yeah, and. To me, there was just a lot of pressure on Dante. Being the in-state kid, Kentucky Mr. Basketball, the program struggled last year. Everybody wanted him to kind of be the guy that, that got it rolling. And you and I were in Starkville. We covered that game. I'm pretty sure we were the only two media members that made that trip. <laughs> we were. We and were. During COVID, uh, here we are, same hotel, and then we're 15, 20 feet apart from one another. But I look over at you and you've got tears in your eyes and I've got tears in my eyes. And because <laughs> that like, season, God, it was just so freaking awful from start to finish. And it was just miserable and depressing. And it was like, oh my God, we get we get this moment, like this moment of good basketball and, and this comeback story and this thing like we've been hoping to speak into existence. Holy crap, we were right. Cause it, like I, I remember right before then, just a couple like the, the weeks before, we'd been talking, man, it's not fair that Kentucky's on a seven game losing streak or whatever it was. And and you know, this kid's not getting a chance and he finally got his chance and it's like a storybook finish and it was uh, it, it was it was amazing. That game was was uh, was magical. That's a, a, a storybook ending for that individual game. C- certainly wasn't for a career, but it was definitely in that moment. Uh, it was one that I'll remember for a really long time, and I, yeah. I'll appreciate appreciate him for uh, giving us that moment. I'll, I'll never forget that trip. I'll never forget experiencing that. And two on in Dante's side, there was always a level of respect and appreciation that I had for him and then I think that he had for me. I'll never forget the day that he actually committed to Kentucky. He committed, and then they left for the beach and went on a trip, and he wasn't doing any interviews. But I reached out, and I said, hey, I'd love to have Dante on to talk to him for a story. And he was like, I got to do this one. I got to do this one. Sean uh, was with me in, in an office at Pendleton County High School. So I was in Chicago one morning. I guess this was June of eighteen. And I came, I left Chicago about five o'clock in the morning, got to Pendleton County by noon, sat in an office with him and Keaton Belcher, his head coach at the time. This is before all the major D1 offers started rolling in. I'm sitting there with him and guess who calls? Matt Painter from Purdue reaches out. And I looked at Dante and I told him, I said, Dante, I said, I I really think you're going to get a UK offer. And then like a month and a half later, he gets one. I said, once you put on a performance in front of Cal and that staff, you're going to get an offer. He did. Then he had the injury in his in his high school senior uh, senior season there. The day Kentucky is playing North Carolina in Chicago, ironically enough, I'm back there and he gets the injury and I, I got word of it. And I don't know how much that set him back. Obviously, I know he missed that entire uh, true freshman year with that injury, but I always had a level of respect for him because I always thought he handled all this adversity and and all the stuff that didn't go in his favor. I thought he handled it very well. He was always a really good teammate. He was always nice to me every time I saw him out somewhere. He'd speak to me. Back before COVID, we were able to be down on the floor more often during pregame warm-ups. We'd be live streaming. He'd always speak to me. I know he he passed uh, he passed us when we were in Indy, Jack, and, and spoke as he walked by and, and stuff. Just a great kid, great family. I'll be pulling for him wherever he goes, whether that's small or big. 
I'll uh, I'll always be pulling for Dante Allen. I wish him nothing but the best. But that that trip to Starkville, I'll never forget it because you couldn't have scripted a better ending to that entire night and trip than what happened that night in, at the hump. Well, and I think uh, now is as as good a time as ever to kind of talk about that trip and the, some of the <laughs> funny things and the cool things that happened on that trip. Because actually, uh, so we're we haven't told any of this, it. by the way, none of what. It. We haven't told any of this. Like, no, but, yeah, this, 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 is, this was something that we we said that we would tell at a later date, and uh, that a later date has come. And uh, sources say after dark. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was a the night before. We just by luck st- was staying at the team hotel that night. Again, we were the only media members there. This was in the the uh, you know COVID. I think at that time was slowing down just a bit uh, where. That some of the restrictions were just a little bit lifted, but still it was kind of right in the peak of everything when, uh, you know, it was uh, keeping everybody apart. Everybody needs to, you know, back away, you know, no making contact because if, if you you get a contact trace, you're out for 14 days. I mean, it was a, be sure to set set the scene too. So it's this big hotel with only the team and I'm convinced us, like I don't think I didn't see another human being up there other than hotel staff. So like, yeah, no so one. We, so we were there. We were there. We show up, and the team by chance walks in the door, and, I, and that that was like right in the middle of the Terrence Clark injury with his ankle, and and you know, is he going to play? How many minutes is he going to play? And we were the first people. He walks in. He's wearing a boot, and we're like, oh hell yeah! Like we're getting we get the scoop the scoop that he's in a boot. Uh, you know, we get to talk to some people behind the scenes that we usually don't get to talk to. And it was like, Oh hell yeah, this is a cool scene. So we go out to dinner. We're having a good time. Uh, it's the night before the game. We come back in and uh, Dante is sitting there at the computer. And I, I wrote about this in the, the story after the fact, and I didn't say what happened afterward, but uh, we walk in and he's sitting there at the computer, the only one in the entire lobby, Sean. And he, is watching film the night before that game because I think he knew that his opportunity was going to come and and uh, they were kind of there were some whispers that Cal is going to play him a little bit more and that 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 his his you know moment was going to going to be there so he was sitting there and it was I mean Sean what eleven thirty at night the night before eleven o'clock and he was sitting there watching film by himself in the hotel lobby not on his laptop in his room not on his iPad nothing he was at the hotel computers watching. Uh, watching film and we walked by and, and uh, we were like, Dante, gonna, uh, you know, hearing it's going to be a big game for you tomorrow. Big opportunity. He goes, yeah, man, we're excited. It's, it's, you know, ho- hopefully fingers crossed. And we're like, well, you know, we're rooting for you and I hope, hope it all goes well. So we go up. We, Remember we, when he what said that? that? When he, we said it's going to be a big game tomorrow. And he goes, supposed to be. Supposed to be. Yeah. And then, so we go, we're like, cool, sounds good. We go upstairs and we work, we keep working. I uh, will admit that I, I, poured myself a drink and, and I'm enjoying myself working, having a good time. And, and, you know, uh, had, had a couple, we go downstairs and, and I, I think were we trying to find the hot tub or the pool or whatever it was. So we go back downstairs, we're walking through the hall and Dante's running on the treadmill and it must be 12 or, or 1230, whatever it is. I mean, it's super late the night before and he sees us, he turns and he, he runs over and, and opens the door and he goes, Hey, you know, how are you? And I'll admit I'm not 
totally, you know, sober, not totally feeling up, up to it. And, uh, I, uh, I talked to his family, you know, we, we got pretty close with his family and I just texted them, you know, right before that. And, uh, and, you know, I said, you know, hearing that it's it's going to be a, a big game for Dante tomorrow. Hope everything goes well. We're down here. We're rooting for him. Uh, you know, c- you know, we'll we'll be in touch with you. And they were like, yeah, thanks, man. You know, we're really proud of him. Uh, it's, it's you know, it could be a pretty big moment for him. I think this is a big moment that we've all been waiting for. And I tried to convey that to to Dante in my current state. And Sean, I I butchered it. It was awful. And it was very clear that I just was not, not all there. And, <laughs> and it, uh, it came off as Dante, your uncle's really proud of you. And he was like, yeah, cool. But Thanks, man. <laughs> the seriousness in your voice when you said it though. And I'm just, I just look at you and I thought, man, you're nasty right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I, and I, I tried to I say it. I tried I to like, save I, the whole conversation and I was like, God, this is awkward. I was like, I, I, I meant like, I, I meant well with the whole conversation. Like, I mean, it, it, I was trying to convey that, Hey, I had recently just talked to, I just talked to your family. They are rooting for you and think that it's going to be a very big game for you. All of us are in complete support of you. Hopefully things go well for you tomorrow night. Have a good night, Dante. That's how it should have gone. Instead, but that's you, you not what shooters. came out. You had yeah. you didn't have shooters. You had makers. I I had I did not have shooters that night. I I probably had both. Honestly, felt like I felt like I had both. But it, it wasn't even like I was belligerent. I just had a, a couple, and it just it, the moment caught up with me, and I wasn't in the the total. You know, I wasn't slot. <laughs> you know, sloshy drunk. It just I I had a couple, and I was loose, and I just didn't say what I was was what I was actually well, thinking, and it came off came off very uh it, it just wasn't my best moment well it was it was kind of this meeting by chance right like during covid we're making sure we're staying away so when we saw him in the lobby we were not close to him at all because i kept telling jack i said we don't want to be the ones that shuts down the uk <laughs> basketball program but when they were one and seven maybe we would have been praised for it i don't know like what would happen but <laughs> jack's doing this conversation and here i am the entire time just feeling nervous. I'm like, man, somebody's going to see this and we're in trouble. And then Jack goes and does that. And my mind instantly went to, I can't believe that you just told him that his uncle was out <laughs> And like, it's something that Jack has never been, I've never let you live that moment down. Yeah, it, it was my fine. And I will say we were, we uh, abided by COVID protocols. You know, I was at that, at that time, you know, we, it was kind of, it was pretty serious. And I was too concerned, even in that current headspace. I, I was uh, I was thoughtful of that, and I, I kept my distance, and I had my mask on. You had your mask on. You know, that was right in the peak of everything. So I, I was trying to do my best given the circumstance. But uh, you know, I mean, he he ran over and talked to us. It's not like like we sought him out. You know, it was one of those deals. But not my best moment, and it was one that uh, I, I you have yet to live uh, let me down. And and uh, you always said I can't wait to tell that story on the podcast when I told Dante that his uncle was proud of him. Um, and, and here we are, the day is finally here, Sean. And then, you know, the night didn't end there, obviously your Dante goes to get in the hot tub and we're not stalking Dante Allen, by the way, he just, every time we turned around, he was where we were like at least 40, 50 feet away from us. So he tries to go get in the hot tub and it's locked. Well, he thought it was locked. So then you got the bright idea the next night that you're going to get in the hot tub. It's locked and you climb the gate. 
<laughs> and I walk over to the gate and just pull the knob and walk in. And you're like, what? <laughs> and so like, wasn't your best weekend with, uh, decisions was it <laughs> uh, common sense uh, more than anything it just wasn't good but yeah yeah that that was you and Dante the, both couldn't get in the hot tub like we weren't getting in the hot tub with Dante but no you know. it, no we were we were over by the fire pit and it, just trying to enjoy what all COVID presented a normal that trip. Year that, yeah that was we tried to make a, a, that trip as normal as possible because that was the only road trip we went on the entire the entire season I mean no, outside of the yeah. We, we went to the early stuff. And then after that, that was like, well, I think I'm done going to travel to watch this team. So <laughs> it was, it was rough. It was not, it was not my best moment. It was Dante's best moment. So I'm, I'm glad it, that we finally we made this story public though. I've been dying to tell someone, but, yeah. but it was always us that was there. Right. Like, so it, it was supposed to be us that wrote those stories. Like you wrote a really good story that weekend. I, I wrote a, Big story as well. We talked about it on the podcast. It was us that showed up at Griffin Elite to watch him work out that summer going into that season. And it just felt scripted for us to be there to talk about it and cover it. I'm glad that he got that moment in Kentucky, blue and white. I just wish that there had been more to follow. And But, hey, it's a kid that I've got a ton of respect for. Great family. I thought he really handled all that this year. You saw him on the bench in postseason play, cheering it up for his teammates, and and I think that he's someone that Kentucky fans will root for when he, when he goes elsewhere. But I do think this is a good move on both parts, and I'll, I'll be pulling for Dante for sure. Yeah, I guess that brings up our next conversation. You know what what's next? Where does he go? Uh, you know what option kind of fits him the best, and uh, you know if there's any schools that we've heard. Uh, you know, kind of mentioned with him. I know publicly there was some talk that uh, Dante, uh, you know, Kenny Payne was clearly a big fan of of him at a high school and uh, was one of his lead recruiters at a high school and, and, you know, was really kind of instrumental in bringing him to Lexington the first time around. So there was some talk that maybe he wants to bring him to Louisville. I know there's some, you know, people around him kind of not not family necessarily, but some people in his circle that wouldn't be opposed to, you know, kind of having him play the villain card and go in and, and, you know, suit up for Louisville and kind of get the chance that he never got at Kentucky and kind of be the, the ultimate, uh, you know, the ultimate villain. I, I don't know if that's going to be where it goes. I, I have heard recently that NKU uh, is a potential option that, that, you know, that's closer to home. It's kind of uh, around where his, his training facility is, where his high school, uh, you know, close to where his high school is that I've heard that that is a potential fit for him. Um, and then you, you know, you just kind of go down a list schools like Xavier schools like I mean you shoot you brought up Purdue was one of the first school you know big time schools to offer him out of high school Matt Painter uh, liked him a ton out of high school maybe he wants it if if Dante wants to stay in kind of that high major uh, you know power five realm you know that wouldn't be a bad fit for him I think that he could have a role as a, as kind of that sixth man seventh man guy uh, where he could clearly come in and and be a, a you know kind of sharpshooter off the bench uh, I think that wouldn't be a bad role for him but uh, if I had to uh, put my money on it right now. I I would say that he's going to end up being uh, in, in going to NKU and kind of staying closer to home. I think it'd be a great opportunity for him to where he could kind of emerge as a potential star or, or you know for that team especially. Uh, you know, kind of stay in the state, make NIL money in in the state. You know, they're capable of making the NCAA tournament. We've seen them make the NCAA tournament several times in in recent years. So 
uh, you know, that could be a, a role for him where he could kind of be that, you know, kind of sharpshooter in March, kind of that that spark plug guy that maybe gives NKU a little bit of a, a burst and maybe could upset a team in the first round or whatever. You know, you never know, but that is a. Uh, uh, I, I think that could be definitely a possibility, but I, I definitely think he will, he'll hear from plenty of schools and, you know, high major, mid major, kind of in that in between. I think he's going to hear from from all sorts of schools and it just kind of depends on what he's looking for. Does he want to be a star? Does he want to be a, a you know, a, a starter at a still a high major, but, you know, maybe not a, an upper tier one? Or does he want to come off the bench for a school like Purdue? Uh, I think that he's going to have plenty of options uh, that at, at his disposal in the coming weeks weeks yeah he will and uh I, I could see the the nku definitely working out i think that would be a good fit for him but there were plenty of schools that wanted dante allen before he chose kentucky so he will have some phone calls there, there's film there now he's had the performances versus mississippi state you know those are on his highlight tape so somebody will definitely be getting a player that they think can help their program and i, I hope he does and I guess we'll wrap up this show uh, with this, Sean. Let's uh, let's let's play the 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 scenario out. He transfers to, let's say, NKU, and he averages twenty five points a game, twenty points per game. Uh, do you think that there's going to be backlash on on Cal's end? Do you think that the fans are going to kind of push back and say this was a missed opportunity? Look what he's doing elsewhere. Shoot, worst case scenario, worst, worst, worst case scenario, he goes to Louisville and he becomes a starter there and averages probably you know probably not twenty points a game, obviously, but you know say he goes there and averages ten or eleven a game and gives you three 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 pointers uh, in that starting lineup or at least plays a solid role as a sixth man or a seventh man. Do you think there's going to be a significant amount of pushback on the fan side of things that uh, kind of a uh, Cal let that one slip through his fingers type deal. Jack, obviously, I think that with John Calipari and the way that this season ended and the way it's been trending for the last couple of years, that his critics will use this obviously against him. Let's say Dante does go somewhere and he has a really good career. They'll say, well, if Cal hadn't have been there, Dante wouldn't have been able to score 30 points or if Cal got tossed every game he'd be able to score this and this. But majority of the fans, I think, saw that Dante had opportunities early this year and just did not take advantage of them. I think that majority of people that follow the game know that he struggled on the defensive end of the floor as well. And I think that those people will see that this fit just wasn't a good fit. Whether that be John Calipari or not, it just wasn't going to work out. So I think you'll have some that fire back, but then I think most people will be like, look, that – no, it, it, we saw what he was at Kentucky. We saw that he had an opportunity for multiple games in the non-conference schedule and just could not make shots. That's ultimately what happened in December. When you took it, you look at that three-point percentage, it dropped below 19%. It's not like he didn't have opportunities. He missed a lot of good looks and just did not take advantage of that opportunity. So I think that right there uh, will give fans, will majority of fans, a reason to say, no, nah, it just was not working out at Kentucky. Yeah, I hope that the feed, the pushback isn't you know isn't significant. Um, I do know that that's you know something that fans are kind of waiting for, and and the uh, play Dante group of this fan base that it's been very vocal and one that's been pretty loud and proud the last two years. 
Uh, you better believe they'll be waiting for any opportunity, watching every game log, probably watching every one of his games, honestly, to see what he's able to do and kind of see him explode. And they're and they're waiting for that. I told you so moment for for Cal. And, and I don't think that's fair necessarily. I, I do think that uh, it just kind of the relationship was what it was at that point. And, and you know, I, I, I personally, like we said, I think that I I would have played him a little bit more and kind of given him more opportunities and gave him a longer leash and and tried to see if we could, you know, kind of get that spark that that you know kind of magic that he found uh, in in Starkville, kind of see if he can emulate that and see if he can find that groove again. Uh, because he just really hasn't been the same player since that day. I know he had the, the SEC tournament game last year, the only one that UK played where uh, he kind of exploded again. But, you know, it just outside of those Mississippi State games, it just hasn't been a uh, a wildly, you know, overwhelming career for for Dante. And, 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 and I I'd, uh, hope that that fans are, are a little bit easy on the situation, just kind of acknowledge it was what it was. It's going to be a good situation for him. He's going to be able to go. He's going to be able to make money with NIL. Uh, I do think that he'll find a great situation for him. And and um, I, I hope that it's just kind of one of those breakups that it is what it is. Acknowledge what it is. Say, yeah, you wish that things could have changed and things could have been better. But, uh, you know, maybe an NKU would be a better fit. Maybe a, a Xavier, maybe somebody like that, Western, you know, something like that. I think it'd be a cool fit for him. But um, either way, Sean, I, I know that we're uh, very excited to see where he goes. We'll be rooting for him, and I know the Kentucky fan base will be as well. So let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. I know there's uh, you know probably going to be news breaking in the next couple hours to to the next day. So we'll be back again very shortly to uh, talk about whatever the next news breaks is. So let's uh, get out of here. One quick message from our friends at Prize Picks. We're in the home stretch of the NBA season. And there isn't a better way to enjoy watching your favorite former Wildcats play than by playing daily fantasy with our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the simplest form of real money daily fantasy sports and just pits you against the numbers, whether you're a fantasy sports nut or a casual basketball fan looking to add some excitement to the games. Prize Picks is the perfect game for you. You simply select two to five players and predict if they will go over or under their projection. Price Picks gives you the chance to win 10 times your money for getting four or five predictions correct. Download the Price Picks app or visit prizepicks.com and sign up using promo code PILGRIM to get an instant 100% bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Don't forget that's the Price Picks app or prizepicks.com using promo code PILGRIM to claim your bonus today and take your viewing of your favorite former Kentucky stars to the next level. Sean, I got my uh, um, my uh, merchandise package in the mail yesterday, and it was quite amazing. I, I loved it. I wore my prize pick shirt to the gym this morning and uh, it gave me the motivation boost that I needed to uh, really uh, get get those reps in so I, I was uh, very grateful for them I got a hat got two, two two or three shirts I got a little mini helmet I got uh, a little like koozie I got a whole bunch of cool stuff so I, I'm very very impressed with uh, the uh, the um, the gift that I received from prize pick so please Please go use Prize Picks. Use promo code Pilgrim. Get that promo. Uh, you will very much enjoy it. Go use Justice Dental. Sign up using that code that we will have in the show description. You cannot miss that twenty percent off on all whitening treatments. You uh, uh, need a brighter smile for your day after a, a little bit of a disappointing into this season, Sean. Did you wear the black T-shirt to the gym? The short sleeve. I did. It's that kind of that Under Armour stretchy material. I felt yeah. good, man. I, Look at your I, screen. Yeah, at I know. It looks, I'm rocking it that looks bad like boy right now. 
and I I hit my max on on my bench and and since like high school. So I mean, it, clearly it's a correlation. I mean, this ninety five pounds. Ninety five pounds is heavy. I'm just 90, kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> One oh five. Give me my triple digits. <laughs> oh, I'm just messing with you. No, no. I'm so proud of you for sure. I'm actually going to go for a run later this afternoon, and I'm going to wear my prospect shirt. We should be wearing these in Philly right now, but unfortunately, I'm wearing mine in Harrogate, Tennessee, and you're in Shelbyville. <laughs> but hey, use that Como or a pro- Como. Use that promo code Pilgrim or Como if you want to. Just put Pilgrim in. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Let's get the heck out of here, Sean. Where can fans find your work? You can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com, and you can also follow me on Twitter at GBBCountry. Find me on Twitter as well at JackPilgrimKSR. Reach out to me via email at JPilgrim at KentuckySportsRadio.com. I've been getting some DMs and some messages on, on you know emails lately uh, with fans venting and kind of uh, you know saying, hey, next show, can you guys talk about this and all that? So I'm reading all those and, and uh, trying to incorporate a lot of those into this show, You know some of these questions I'm asking Sean and kind of topics that we're bringing up. So keep them coming. If you guys want to get some stuff off your chest, want, want us to bring some stuff on the show, uh, be sure to do that. Give us a five-star review. Uh, it definitely makes us look better. Better and, and uh, uh, keeps us uh, keeps us motivated. It, it, we get the good feedback. We get the numbers. We got over ten thousand downloads on that uh, post game. Uh, Kentucky loses a St. Peter's episode, and you know I, I haven't gone back to do the all the math on it. But but Sean, I mean the numbers this this season were just unbelievable, and and uh, I, I know they're going to continue to ramp up as the off season moves forward. The the uh, you know draft decisions are made, incoming transfers, outcoming outgoing transfers. Uh, I know that there's a lot of attention around this program, and we're going to be here every step of the way. Absolutely. Can't wait to take you through it and love talking Kentucky basketball. Well, with that, let's uh, get the heck out of here. We'll be back next time for the Jam Packed Source to Say podcast. We will see you then. (laughs) 